Welcome to My Secret Place Devotional with Oyit Alfred. My Secret Place, dwelling with the Father, going deeper in His Word for truth and the light from above. Be transformed in My Secret Place. Good morning us to pray today from a prayer that Apostle Paul prayed for the Roman Christians. In Romans 15 verse 13, he says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, thank you so much. I lift your people before you today and I ask that you please fill them with complete joy and peace. Let your confidence, oh God, go ahead of them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for hearing our prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. In yesterday's devotional, we saw how a church was given low scores by Jesus simply because they were not fervent. That's the church in Ephesus recorded in Revelation chapter 2. If you look at that church, they did all the great and wonderful things, but they did not understand the priority system of heaven. And so they focused on the wrong thing and they got low scores. Today, let's take a look at another church that Jesus marked their report card. Also recorded in Revelation chapter 2, but let's look at verse 9. It says, I know about your suffering and your poverty, but you are rich. I know the blasphemy of those opposing you. They say they are Jews, but they are not because they are from the synagogue of Satan. But the part that concerns us is the first line where Jesus told them, I know about your suffering and your poverty, but you are rich. That means that if you take a look at this church, on the outward, they don't have a lot of money. They are poor and their church venue is probably not great looking. The pastor probably doesn't necessarily dress very well. But Jesus took a look at these people and said, I know you think you are poor, but in my own estimation, you guys are extremely rich. But today when you look around, you see a lot of flamboyance among ministers, among Christians and all that. It seems as if there's an unspoken competition to know who is the richest pastor, who is the richest evangelist, who is the richest um, usher, whatever, you know. So there's so much flamboyance, so much of it. It's so much show of affluence and all of that. But do you know, as we do all of these things, showing off our cars, our clothes, we're on social media, showing off the latest clothes we have, the newest cars and all of those things we show off. You know, we're doing all of those things. And Jesus will be looking now at you from heaven and saying, you people don't know that you are extremely poor. You are so poor and so wretched. And the reason Jesus will say that is because you might be rich in things of this life, but you are not rich in the things that matter to God. But then Jesus looked at this church, the church in Smyrna, though they didn't have all these worldly possessions, but they were very rich in the sight of God. Do you know why? Because they were rich in the things that mattered to God. In the things that matter the most in the realm of the spirit, they were rich in those things. And one of the things we're very rich in is that they were suffering because of their commitment to Jesus, but they did not flinch. They didn't draw back. They didn't say, oh God, where are you? They didn't say, oh God, you have abandoned me. They didn't say, oh God, you are such a wicked God. I begged you to do this and you didn't do it. And now look at me. I'm suffering because of my commitment to you. They didn't do that. They held on to their faith. As a matter of fact, Jesus said, even if it's going to cost you your life, don't Turn back. Let's read that verse. 
That's in verse 10 of Revelation chapter 2. He says, don't be afraid of what you are about to suffer. The devil will throw some of you into prison to test you. You will suffer for 10 days, but if you remain faithful, even when facing death, I will give you a crown of life. So Jesus is saying that even if it's going to cost you your life, remain faithful because the rewards that are going to come is going to far outweigh whatever it is you're trying to save yourself from on this side of life. But guess what happens today if somebody just loses a job or loses an opportunity and he feels he has prayed and he has served God and yet he didn't get the job, he's going to pull back. He's going to withdraw from God. You see that person, he'll he'll stop coming to church or even if he comes to church, he'll just not be that passionate anymore. He'll just draw back from his service, his commitment to God, his passion, you know, to God and all of that is going to drop. I was watching TV and a, a young lady came and said, oh, she's disappointed in God. She really believed God for something. And at the end of the day, it didn't come true. And so she decided not to talk to God. And she was very serious about it. And I was like, the difference between the early church and today is just so wide. These people were suffering because of their commitment to Jesus, but they didn't draw back. And the amazing thing is that when Jesus appeared to them, he told them, whatever it is you've gone through is nothing. More is coming. He even told them that some of you are going to be cast into jail. Some of you are going to die. But he said, don't pull back. He didn't tell them, bind the devil. He didn't tell them, you know, this is Satan. Make sure that he doesn't put some of you into jail. He didn't say, go and call your best lawyers. He said, go ahead and die for me because I'm going to reward you with something called the crown of life. And Jesus was telling them that because he knew they're not going to pull back because they tested them. He knew these ones are committed to me no matter what. And so when Jesus looked at them, he said, you people are rich because in the things that matter, you score very highly. So let me ask you this very reflective question. Are you rich or are you poor? If you say you are rich, who is calling you rich? Is it man or is it God? And if you say you are poor, who is calling you poor? Is it man or is it God? You know, what Jesus will call a rich person is not what you and I here on earth will call a rich person. But then who do you want to be rich before? And who do you want to be poor before? I don't care if people think I'm poor here or not. What counts is what Jesus thinks of me. Jesus doesn't weigh you based on what you have acquired. He judges you and weighs you based on what's going on in your heart, what's going on in your relationship with him. That is how Jesus judges us. And you know, the judgment of this world is temporal. A hundred years, you're out of this life. And if you can even hear me understand what I'm saying, you have less than a hundred years. I say so because let's say a child of maybe three will understand what I'm saying. So add hundred years to a baby of three, that's 103, right? So what it means is that if you can hear me and if you can understand me, you have less than a hundred years to live on planet earth. So if you're already 20, if you add hundred years to 20, that's 120. I doubt you live that long. So you have to hundred years to stand before Jesus and give an account. And at that time, it would now dawn on everybody who were the real wise ones, who were the real rich ones, and who were the real poor ones. But thank God we're still alive and we can make all the adjustments here on earth. You can make sure that you are rich before God. You are rich in the things that matter. Don't be like the church in Laodicea that had all the wealth and all of those things. And Jesus said, you guys are poor, wretched, naked, and blind. Be like the church in Smyrna that though they didn't have financial wealth, Jesus said, you guys are really rich. Please note, I didn't say Neither did I imply in any way, shape, and form that being
being rich is problematic to God. No, by just saying that if you are rich in the physical, also make sure you are rich in the spiritual. If you are rich in pounds, dollars, and all of that is great, but also make sure you are rich in the things that really matter to God. I'm very sure that Daniel had, you know, all sorts of wealth because he worked in government house, Daniel in the Bible. But guess what? He was one of the people that was approved by God. So there's no problem with being rich. The only problem is if you are rich only in the things that this world considers rich and you are poor towards God, then that's where the problem is. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. Have an incredible day ahead. Draw me close to you. For other life-changing messages, you can download the app Rev Oyeek Speaks from Play Store for Android phone users or the iOS Store for Apple users. You can also follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and Telegram, all on the handle Oyeeks Alfred. Thank you so much for listening. Have a blessed day. Yeah.